0: Welcome to Hidden Figures in History with Therese Boudreaux, where I reveal the crazy stories of legendary people nearly forgotten by our history books. Today I'll be talking about Nellie Bly, an American investigative journalist who also circled the world in 72 days. Nellie was born as Elizabeth Cochran on May 5, 1864 near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She was the 13th out of 15 children, Her father, a judge, died without leaving a will when she was only six years old, forcing the family to sell their home. Financial insecurity prevented Elizabeth from graduating high school. She left home at 16, but encountered little success finding a job that would pay a livable wage. After writing a rebuttal to an offensive article at the Pittsburgh Dispatch, the editor of the paper hired her. Here, 21-year-old Elizabeth, writing under the byline Nellie Bly, began dabbling in undercover journalism by exposing the working conditions of sweatshops. After she faced backlash, Nellie quit the paper and traveled to Mexico as a foreign correspondent. There, she denounced the state of poverty and rampant political corruption under the Diaz dictatorship. When the Mexican government threatened to arrest her, Nellie returned to the States and published her account in 1888, titled Six Months in Mexico. In 1887, Joseph Pulitzer noticed the 23-year-old's talent and recruited her at the New York World. One of Nellie's first assignments, taken on a dare, would prove to be her most influential. She would infiltrate the Women's Insane Asylum on Blackwell's Island and give an insider's view of its conditions. To do this, Nellie disguised herself and registered at the temporary Home for Females, where she feigned memory loss and extreme confusion. After investigation by four doctors and a judge, Nellie was deemed positively demented and escorted to Blackwell Island. Barred and locked cells, rancid, bug-infested food, bitter cold, and constantly disturbed sleep greeted the new arrivals. The nurses confiscated all possessions, but it wasn't hard for Nellie to commit the inhumane treatment to memory. The patients received ice-cold baths once a week where Nellie and the 44 other patients in her hall were all forced to use the same bath, water, and towel. Additionally, the nurse would mentally and physically abuse the patients and dole out copious amounts of morphine and other drugs. Every day, the patients were forced to silently sit on backless wooden benches from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m., with no activity other than sewing to occupy them. Many of the patients arrived perfectly sane, institutionalized only because they were poor, immigrants, or physically ill. The doctors wrote off any appeals, including Nellie's, as figments of a crazed imagination, and the nurses severely punished any who dared to complain. After Nellie's editor bailed her out, Nellie documented her experiences and published them in 1888 under the title, Ten Days in a Madhouse. She also testified against the Blackwell Asylum in court and accompanied the jury through an inspection of the asylum. Ultimately, her work led to a million-dollar annual increase in funding for the care of the insane in New York City, as well as lasting institutional reforms. A year later, the irrepressible Nellie embarked on a 72-day journey around the world traveling nearly 25,000 miles. She was on a mission to recreate the novel around the world in 80 days. Starting in New Jersey, Nellie traversed London, the Mediterranean, Egypt, Sri Lanka, Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan, the Pacific Ocean, and finally raced across the U.S. from San Francisco to her destination in New York. At age 31, Nellie temporarily retired from journalism to marry the millionaire Robert Seaman in 1895. After he died in 1904, Nellie not only took control of his iron and steel manufacturing companies, but reformed and prioritized the healthcare and recreational services for her employees. She also patented the 55-gallon steel oil drum, which evolved into the standard used today. When the First World War broke out, Nellie was vacationing in Europe. Instead of returning to the US, the journalist obtained press credentials and traveled to the Eastern Front, where she covered for the New York Evening Journal. After the war ended in 1918, Nellie returned to New York where she continued writing for the journal and interceding for the city's abandoned children. Nellie Bly died from pneumonia in a New York City hospital at age 57 on January 27, 1922. If you want to investigate this extraordinary person further, my sources for this episode include 10 Days in a Madhouse by Nellie Bly, Biography.com, HistoryNet.com, LoyalNana.com, and SpartacusEducational.com. Thanks for listening to Hidden Figures in History with Therese Boudreau. Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.